Hello, welcome to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Darlene Schacht. And I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And this is 5-Minute Marriage. comes from Ephesians chapter 4 verses 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. As you're reading that I'm reminded of someone that we used to know years ago who kind of twisted that scripture and said, you know, if I'm going to forgive others as God forgave me, then I won't forgive people until they repent to me for what they have done. I actually remember that. Yeah. Okay. And to me, I thought that was such an odd way to twist the scripture for your own benefit now to say, I'm not going to forgive people unless they come groveling down on their knees in repentance to me. And why is it that people think that people should repent to them? Because it says, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So they're saying we're supposed to forgive as God forgave us. Well, that's how God forgives us when we repent. But if you look at the definition of repentance, now there are a couple of things. Mm -hmm. One is to grant a pardon for the remission of the offense. Now we can't do that. As David had said to God, when he sinned with Bathsheba, he said, Lord, I have sinned against no one but you. Mm-hmm. So we have to remember that when someone sins, that we are not going to be paying for that sin. Repent- we're not We're not the person that's reimbursing for that sin. Yeah. Repentance is not to people, period. Right. It's not to people. Yeah. That drives so, me nuts when I when I used to hear that, that, that just made my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. Somebody expecting someone to repent to them. It drove me a little bit crazy. Yeah, but I think that that is why I'm saying why it is. Because oh, yeah. no, we do no. not have the authority to pardon for the remission of sins. That's right. But what we do have is, and this is the fourth definition of forgiveness, is to cease to feel resentment again. Um, and that is what our job is. If someone has sinned against us, we in no way should we hold on to that resentment Um, We shouldn't hold on to bitter feelings. And it's talking about that there at the beginning. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. So it kind of prefaces Mm -hmm. that forgiveness with what it is that that, um, Paul is talking about in Ephesians here. Right, right. Um, Yeah, and way to go to completely sum all that up because now I have nothing to say. Oh, I have plenty to say. Well, carry on. We're reminded of his last moments on earth when Jesus cried out on behalf of those who crucified him, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And our marriage prayer says, in his deepest moment of sorrow, he loved. But we're petty. We hang on to our hurt. We keep track of who's right and who's wrong. Ignoring the truth, we pamper our pride. And I think that is really what forgiveness, what unforgiveness is doing, is pampering that pride inside of us. It's saying, I love my pride more than I love doing what's right. Hmm. And so we have to be careful because 
Oh, I'm just tightening up my microphone here. There we go. It's good. It's Technical issues good. you're having. <laughs> we, you know, there's that danger of, of um, we a man who does not have rule of his spirit is like a city whose walls are broken down. So we have to be careful that minute that we are letting pride rule our spirit. We are like that city whose walls are broken down. Now the enemy is seeking to rob and steal and destroy. And so the minute that we are letting our walls down, we're inviting Satan, come in, rob me of my peace, rob me of my joy, rob me of of a good life. And then when we're holding on to unforgiveness and resentment, that's what we're doing in a sense. We are, we're living with that. We're living with resentment when we could be living with joy. We're choosing bitterness when we could be choosing love. So don't let Satan get a foothold into into your courtyard. Oh, I, I love the emphasis on that last part. Um, no, it's absolutely true. And this is why this is a running theme in so many different scriptures um, is right living, right? I mean, because this will hamper, this will throw roadblocks up in front of us um, in our walk with Christ. And so, yeah, absolutely. We have to be very careful that um, that we don't hang on to hurt. We don't keep track of things. It's not a scorecard. Right. It is one that we're we're not we're supposed to throw that away, and we're supposed to say, "Look, you know, what's done is done, and let's just move on." Because if you don't do that, that list is going to grow so long that it's it's com- is completely unmanageable. You know, I mean, instead of one page, you're going to have a, a phone book. Well, that's probably. A lot of people are going, what's a phone book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean, though, is that if, if you don't forgive, you're going to have so much against people, you, wouldn't even, you won't even know how to process that anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, so we need to. We need to just let go of all of this every day, day by day, do an assessment of everything. In the, I do this in the morning. I love it in the morning. And then that just kind of puts me back on track for the day. And I love it. Without that... You're right. I mean, we would be very, very tempted to just hang on to everything from the previous day. Amen.